Wow. Um, where has all the time gone? Season finale once again. Yet another season finale. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, if you guys missed the live show um, that we did for the season two finale of the Sound of the Crowd podcast, it was off the chain. It was off the hizzy. Um, we had almost 100 live people join us on YouTube um, about maybe two to three weeks ago now. And uh, yeah, the, the YouTube chat was popping. We had over 72 messages sent in and we had one or two people uh, called in live. Actually one person, but the other person couldn't make it. Uh, but yeah, it was essentially a successful live show. For those of you who did attend the live show, thank you very much. I know you guys have been waiting. I've been getting messages saying, Adrian, when are you going to drop another episode? Well, this is it. This is the season finale. So uh, for those of you who've been waiting for another episode, um, yeah, uh, I thank you for your patience. And um, just, to look, just to still look at the Apple podcast charts for podcasts based around the crowd, we're still on the top, which is fantastic, even though I haven't posted in a while. But yeah, guys, thank you for tuning in once again. You're now tuned into the Sound of a Crowd podcast. I go by the name of Adrian Daniels. And this is the show where we chat with colourful creatives and entrepreneurs from a Ghanaian background or special interest to Ghana, bringing you one step closer to Accra, really promoting global Ghanaian excellence to the world. Now, this special episode was the episode I did with Kevin Burton. He's a five times world champion kickboxer. Uh, he is a visual artist. Uh, he is a Hollywood actor and director and also the author of his latest book called These Are African Hands, The Journey of a Champion. Make sure you head over to theseareafricanhands.com to get your copy. To pre-order your copy, it releases on March 28th. All right. Um, head over to thesoundofacrowd.com forward slash Kevin Brewerton for the show notes. That's Kevin and then Brewerton. You spelt B-R-E-W-E-R-T-O-N or simply just go to the show notes button or go to the guest list button on the website and you will be able to get everything at thesoundofacrowd.com. For those of you who've been following the podcast in season one, I should say a very big thank you. Um, without further ado, let's get into the into the episode, and I'm going to catch you in the other other side. Thank you very much, Kevin. First of all, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you feeling? Feeling good. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. And how is the how's the, the? It's quite funny because it's uh, quite contrasting weather. So in the uk sorry contrasting time so right now is nighttime in the uk and obviously it's like morning time for you in la so you yeah. so, so you're but you're getting up and i'm i'm going to bed shortly <laughs> that's right i'm just starting my day i'm having a cup of tea hey i hope you guys can see his uh his mug um <laughs> he's he's starting he's having his cup of tea i'll be having you know my tea as they said in, in england right because <laughs> you grew up in yeah, england course, yeah absolutely yeah all right. So for those of you who do not know much about Kevin, just in simple terms. So Kevin is a five times uh, world champion kickboxer. Um, he's also been involved as an actor in Hollywood. He's done some well-known films such as The Fifth Element, Woman in the Red Dress, and so on and so forth. Um, but more recently, he's, he's become more of an artist, a visual artist and an author. And 
even the photographer as well. And I think one thing for certain is that, um, Kevin, I think this is one thing you definitely actually say on your own website is that you actually think that life essence, life essentially is an art form, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yes, life is an art form. Everything is kind of, uh, I mean, a reflection. And I think that, um, I've always said that artists are, the teachers of humanity because so much humanity is an art. And if you try to think about what a world would be like without art in it, I mean, it's a, it's a yeah. um, reflection of ourselves and a reflection of our, you know, inner, inner spirit souls. So it's just, it's there talking to us all the time. And it's, it's definitely impacted my life. <laughs> That's just a wonderful statement. Um, and one thing that I notice is that um, everything that you've been involved in, which we're which we're going to go into in a, in a lot more detail, whether it's whether it's the the martial arts, the fighting, uh, Hollywood, uh, acting, directing, uh, writing books, um, painting, whether it's you know photography, those are all kind of different types of actual art forms, you know, wh whether we see it or not, and. I just find that really fascinating how you've been able to um, move and transition yourself in all of those different aspects. And I, I find it quite, and I think it's quite common with a lot of people who have been in the, in the film industry or they've been in um, the fighting sports industry or fighting industry, what have you, they've managed to get themselves in a different, whether it's a, a film 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 career or they managed to you know write a book about themselves and i think it just takes having one solid art form to then move into another one because once you've done once you've achieved it it's like okay i want to go on to the next thing i want to go to the next thing yeah. all right so i'm not going to waffle too much about about all of this art form stuff we're going to get more into that let's get straight into kevin's story so if you guys don't know already um so kevin has actually um come out actually before I actually before before we get into the book Kevin yeah. okay so our listeners know quite a bit about you already right they may have done your homework what tell us one or two things that we don't know about you any interesting facts that we don't know about you already oh that's dangerous <laughs> <laughs> come on right. right are you gonna get one thing out of you you're gonna come right. and <laughs> you put me right on the spot there man Come on. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll just give you a brief uh, kind of overview because I'm sure there are people here that don't know my story. Um, yeah. And if you do know it, I'm going to tell you some of it again. Maybe you haven't heard okay. it this one. But I was, uh, I was born in Newcastle-upon-Tyne, which is a coal mining town in England and shipbuilding town. And um, my yeah. grandparents raised me because my mother was only 15 when she, was, when she gave birth to me. Mm -hmm. And um, they were white. My mother was white. My grandparents were white. And I grew up. Your mother was 15. Was, wow. 15. Fascinating. Maybe 15, wow. 16. Around that. 15, 16. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they raised me and with the understanding that I, I was their son. So I thought that my mother was my sister that was all that, that was the premise of my childhood and then when i um got to the age of 12 13 they told me that i was um 
my father, I learned that my father was African. And um, okay. I found out that my, my sister was my mother, and it was quite confusing for me at the time. <laughs> so, uh, so that kind of was my adolescent kind of um, beginning and how I got started. And that led me into doing martial arts because mm -hmm. I think I was looking for a form of expression, a form yeah. of you know, trying to you know, find my place in the world. Or as just as a teenager, trying to like fit in and trying to be part of society. Yeah. You know, so uh, <laughs> that's kind of a brief overview if you don't know who I am. Thank you. We'll take the overview over the other facts that we don't know about Kevin. <laughs> I see you're trying to hide, but it's all right. <laughs> we'll let you off. All right, Kevin. Okay. So let's, let's move on to the book. Okay. Um, I guess we've got the icebreakers out of the way. Um, so for those of you who don't know about the book, so Kevin's new book, These Are African Hands, The Journey of a Champion. So this book will be coming out on the 28th. Is it the 28th, right, Kevin? The 28th of March. Are you still with us, Kevin? Yes, I am. Can you see me? I'm here. You still with us? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, boy. Can you hear <laughs> uh, Kevin, you oh, still with us? Yes. I'm here. Can you hear me? Adrian, can you hear me? You're here. Okay. Um, okay. I'm here. We, we've, we've, we've got someone calling in. Let's, let's let them in. I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Yeah, let's let them in. Can you hear me, mm -hmm. Kevin? I got you. I'm here. Yeah. You can. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Great. Good. Kevin, we're gonna we we are gonna do something different. We're normally gonna take the Q and A at the end, but we actually have someone calling in with a very very interesting question. Should we let them in? Are you happy to let them in? Yeah. This let's is your in. show. Yeah. Okay. Let's let them in. So we got Paul calling in. Let's let them in. Uh, so Paul, we, what you'll need to do Hello. is you would actually need to use, uh, you need to switch to Chrome browser. So if you're on the iPad, you need to download Google Chrome. All right. You would need to download Google Chrome so that you can um, ask Kevin the question that you have. Okay. Okay. Right. So while, while Paul's trying to get himself sorted out, uh, we're just going to continue on with the show. Um, but I just want to let everyone know, if you want to call in, make sure that you are using the Google Chrome uh, browser, um, because if you do not use the Google Chrome browser, it will not allow it will not allow you to um, call in, unfortunately, because of the technology you're using. So I'm going to, I'm going to just put a message for those on YouTube. Uh, make sure you use the Google Chrome browser to call in. Okay. But that, that was a really good question from Paul. So Paul, once you have your um, your your iPad on Google Chrome, uh, please call back in um, and then we can obviously take your question. Okay, so we're going to disconnect him from the call. Perfect. And let's continue on the show. So yeah, once again, guys, so where were we? So we're talking about your book, right? So uh, yeah. Kevin's book, These Are African Hands. Um, the, the launch date is 28th of March, I'm aware. Yeah. That's right. March 28th. Um, That's the right. book's available March right, right now. For if anyone wants to do pre-sales okay, right now, it's available. Pre-sales. Okay. 
Okay, so I think you guys yeah. can see the book on the screen. So we have the book on the screen, if you guys can see it. So that's just a, a picture of the book. Um, if you guys would like to, you know, order it, you know, purchase it, you know, just head over to theseareafricanhands.com. Is that correct, Kevin? That's right, yeah. Theseareafricanhands.com. So make sure you head over to theseareafricanhands.com and you will be able to get your hands in the book. Um, but we do have a special giveaway for one of our uh, for one of our one of our viewers who do call in or send us a message um, or on YouTube, or you can or you can send us a message on the podcast session because I now have access to the YouTube chat. So you can actually now put a message in YouTube chat if you wanted to, as well as the uh, the podcast session. Um, so yeah, so that's just the image of Kevin's book, which is now available. Um, so yeah, so let's let's go straight into your book. So Kevin, um, I I love how you you name the chapters by rounds. I just find that so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Was that your idea? Yeah. Um, it, made sense. it was your idea. Well, it made sense for okay. me to do that because yeah, I, um, you know, being a fighter rounds are very important in my life, you know? So I always think, yeah. you know, make the metaphor of fighting and everyday life. So we're kind of going through different rounds each day or, you know, as we progress through <laughs> round, through the rounds, through the, the, yeah. the life, you know? So that's it. Yeah. That was my, yeah, that, that was my thought around that. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> but I, also, I actually have a friend who's the book is in, in sorry, three. I interrupted you. In no problem. The book is in three parts. It's a, there's three parts to this book, the, the rounds, which deals with my, the adolescent years and then grow, it's a coming of age story. So it's, it's the, uh, the rounds, round one, round two of this kid going through his life, um, up to becoming fighting for the world championship. So we follow his journey and then it's also split into two other parts, which, um, is the actual fights themselves. Yeah. And then also discussions with a, you know, a very renowned fighting champion. I won't, I won't say his name, but um, not that I can't, but I just think it's uh, interesting. You'll figure it out when you read it. A discussion okay. with him throughout the book, which is mostly like where I am now in, this, in my life. So you get all the three dynamics of the story. And that's kind of, I think that's where the, um, yeah. the power of the story lies. Mm, mm. in terms of the structure and yeah and i think that's the conversation kevin that we were having offline that the start how the way the book starts is it just grabs you in you know i mean the book starts where where pretty much where your current life is at the moment um i don't think i want to ruin too much mm. about it for those that haven't read the book, and um, we are going to do a book giveaway. Um, but the way it starts is that where you are currently in your life, I believe so. And, you know, actually, I might just mention it, actually. So the way the book starts is someone is, so Kevin goes into a mental, I believe it's a mental clinic. And then there's there's a conversation that's about to take place. And someone wants to introduce um, Kevin to this person as champ, 
but Kevin doesn't actually think that's necessary. Uh, Kevin just, Kevin's more focused on, you know, the purpose, you know, behind, you know, his visit to the mental clinic. And he's more on, you know, the meaningful and the purposeful visit that he's made. And it just, it just hooks you in. But then um, when you continue to read the book, when you continue to read a book, you actually um, go into your childhood, right? So obviously the first, I think the first two pages is talking about more or less your current life. And then um, when you go into the, uh, you know, the, this, the third page onwards, I believe, or the second page onwards, what happens is that it then takes the viewers right to the kind of the beginning of your life where you are, when you were living in England, where you were growing up in England. And what's quite interesting is that we've just come out from a year of 2020 where racism was at, you know, racism or what have you has been at an all-time high, all-time high with the whole George Floyd incident that's, that's taken place in America. And then your book, takes the takes the readers through you know as you know a scene where you know you're, you're getting racially race racially abused you know just just as soon as you've you've got to school you know being called you know blackie or whatever and um that's that to me i think it I, that to me got me thinking is that how you is that the reason why you kind of got into fighting because you wanted to defend yourself from you know the the people in school the racist people in school in in england when you were growing up in primary school who wanted to, to, to have a fight with you uh no that wasn't i mean i think that was um part of it but not much i think that for me my my issue was the the racism really for me was minimal. Uh, you see it in the beginning of the book. Yeah. So the, so you see the tone that it does exist and it did exist for me, but overall it really wasn't in terms of racism, hard, hardcore racism, what people can you know deal with. I, I received a lot of love and a lot of um, support in, in Newcastle, but for me, it was about trying to find my own place. I just didn't feel like I was, I fitted in. And it felt like I was, um, there was something that wasn't connected, you know, and that is a search, you know, searching for yourself, searching to find where your, where your tribe is, where you fit in, what, what's happening. And especially as an adolescent, as, as an adolescent, you know, you're trying to prove yourself. You're 13 years old, 14, you think you know everything. You think we know everything, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So I think for okay. me, that I um, that was one element. But the other element is that, um, you know, I think I had a, I had some anger to get out, as a lot of teenagers do. A lot of that was coming from the fact that. Um, you know, when my father, when my parents told me that I was, um, they were my grandparents and that my sister was my mother, you know, that can definitely lead to distrust and feeling the the irony of it is the people you love the most, you also unconsciously feel betrayed. So that yeah. dynamic exists within the book. And I try to write that in the best way possible because it's not as simple as, saying you betrayed me it's a you don't feel that you feel like you love love them just the same and they love you just the same but something inside is is operating and uh so i think that anger had to be and resentment had to be um expelled and 
to do it in a physical form yeah. is a great way to do it because, you know, when I train or teach kids or adults in martial arts, you know, you can see how their lives are shaped or changed because they're in being able to express themselves through physical action and mm. discipline of, of, of the fight, the, the style of fighting. Um, yeah. So that's how it helped me in a great way. Okay. Okay. Um, a question popped into my mind about uh, martial arts. You know, I do remember reading a book and, you know, finding out that, you know, it was karate that you were practicing. And a question, the question that popped into the mind is how did you make the transition to karate to kickboxing? Well, it was Kung um, Fu. It was Kung Fu, but Kung they're Fu. very similar in lots of ways. And then mm. at the same time, they're not. So, you know, they're very, they're, a lot, they're very similar, you know. Um, Chinese Kung Fu, traditional Kung Fu is, is very, you know, it, it's what you see in the films, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. And then boxing is, uh, kickboxing is the sports aspect. So it was very easy for me to translate, to cross over from traditional martial arts. And that's my basis. And then go into mm -hmm. kickboxing because it just works very well. And it, to have something to compete for and to something to push and drive you towards, uh, being able to do it in a sport and aspect gave me a uh, something to something to drive myself towards and that was you know how it worked for me those two systems working together yeah perfect i want to kevin i want to go that, back uh, to when you yeah. sorry there was a little bit there's a little bit of a lag so i i think yeah. it's safe for me to kind of wait for a few seconds before responded so i'll let you continue kevin sure sure um and with the martial arts, you know, for me, I mean, you know, you're trying to escape. I mean, for, for many, as I said earlier, growing up in a coal mine in town in Newcastle, there wasn't many people of color. Um, so when you find out that your father's from Africa and then <laughs> you, want to, you want to associate with people like you and you realize that your skin, I mean, it's impossible. How could you think that I... It's crazy that you can think, how could this kid not know he's not brown skinned, yeah. right? <laughs> how could he think he's white? But when you're, when you're raised by pure love from your grandparents and you think you're the same as they are and they, 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 it's just love. There's no color <laughs> to it, right? Yeah, yeah. And then when you find out later that your father's African and you are a little different now from everyone else. <laughs> You, you need to find your, you need to find those people. So a big search for me was looking in Newcastle for people of color so I could associate myself with, so I could find out. I think that most of what we, what we're doing is finding out who we are. This is what we are and this is what happens in life. Yeah. We're, we're moving along trying to discover who we are. That's what we do on a day to day basis, even whether we know it or not, whether we're unconscious mm -hmm. of, of that or not. Because we're trying to find ourselves. And uh, mm. I mean, if you look at it on a spiritual level, we're trying to find the self. That's what we are trying to find. Mm. And whether you're a martial artist or whether you're a priest or a, um, 
meditating in a temple or whether you're a interior designer or whether you're, that's a good one, an interior designer, (laughs) or whether you're an actor or whether you're, whatever you are, whatever your station is in life, that is your, that is your vehicle to, in which to discover and work through to to learn lessons and to work on you're working on yourself through whatever your profession is you know mm. and um ultimately it's to find out more about who we are do i know who i am and maybe i know more than i did when i was 15 i know more <laughs> than i did two years ago but i'm still learning you know it never ends yeah never ends but i think this is the great thing that i mean finding your father i mean that was one piece of that puzzle of finding yourself right because your father is obviously this part of you and you know you have your father's dna uh and and i remember we had that that zoom conversation last week you know where i could relate to you on so many levels with so many different things you know i mean i i did a little bit of martial arts university you know i went some through some periods of anger when i when i first discovered who my real father was because similar to you i first discovered who my real father was you know when i was a teen you know and i think that got me angry you know that he wasn't around but and then but then i kind of got raised up with pure love as well because you know um my 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 stepfather who raised me up you know even to this day i still see him as my real father mm-hmm. you know because it was pure love and even going to primary school as well pure love i was probably one of the the few black kids in the whole entire school and mm-hmm. i didn't really see color i mean i didn't see black and white i just saw all of us and that's why i told people one of my favorite times in my whole education kind of career is primary school because it was just almost complete bliss no racism no nothing it was just great memories you know Mm. but yeah finding yourself is you know all of these different pieces of the puzzle you know family um career um you, you you know business you name it these are all important components of finding yourself you know and then also what you do you know how you react to certain stimuli you know as you said anger you know how am i going to express that anger so rather than you being bullied at school rather than that being the result of you fighting it was more of the anger the anger was a way it was an outlet you know martial arts was an outlet for you to express that anger and as a result it's manifested it's manifested itself in lots of beautiful ways of art forms whether it's your books whether it's your painting whether it's your movies and so on and so forth i totally understand where you're coming from sure sure i totally understand where you're coming from Thank you. And it's so important to, you know, be able to express ourselves because, you know, we all need to be heard and we all need to be seen. And, you know, that is a big part of of the journey for all of us. Um, I think in some ways um, there are so many unconscious levels that are driving us in our lives. And it takes a long time to figure that out, what those things are sometimes. Um, Mm -hmm. I think for me as well, uh, a great part of it was my grandparents were, um, my grandfather fought in World War II. He was a prisoner of war, you know, and he had a lot of PTSD. Um, and, uh, he used to beat my mom up a lot. He used to, there was a lot of 
you know, a lot of fighting in the house. And oh, I, I saw my mom get get hurt quite often Just so throughout my childhood growing up. And there wasn't anything that mm. I could do about that. Yeah. So what I really believe that I was also champion championing her in as a fighter, what I couldn't do as a young boy, when I would just stand frozen watching the violence, what I couldn't do as a young mm. boy, I was able to to transfer into the ring and kind of uh, like, it's like a delayed re response, but my reaction to what I used to see as a child. And that was, a, I think, a very powerful element that was driving me too. There's a many things, mm -hmm. but that's that was a big one. Wow. So another another thing that motivated you to kind of become this champion fighter was not only anger, but it was also seeing, you know, you, you know, your, your family taking hits and you, you being younger and not being able to necessarily defend them or help them. It kind of put that kind of need in you to kind of develop this fighter mentality, this fighter spirit, this, this fighter kind of skills to be able to maybe hopefully defend, you know, people that you love in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the, the greatest force, you know, it may sound like a cliche, but the, the yeah. greatest force and power is love. If, and if that's mm. motivating you, then you know, what makes a great fighter? You know, I'll tell you what <laughs> makes a great fighter. It doesn't, it's not their technique. It's not how fast they are. It's yeah. not how hard they train. It's not how, how, how strong they are. It's, yeah. it's the heart. It's the, it's heart, the yeah. heart. If you have the heart of a fighter, yeah. You can't be stopped. You can't. <laughs> that's what we always say in the fight game. He's got a heart, kid. That kid's got a heart. <laughs> and anyone with a heart, you can't stop that. And and that's the greatest force that can that you want to be driving you. And if that's driving you throughout your journey, you're going to make it no matter what. 100%. I totally yeah. agree with you, Kevin. I mean, the Bible, the Bible says, you know, we have faith, hope and love, but the greatest of these three is love. And, yeah. you know, love is, it's a powerful, it's a powerful force. It's like a drug. Like it just, it pushes you to do things that you never expected that you could do, or you never thought that you would do as well. Um, something popped into my mind when you were talking about, you know, just your motivations behind, you know, fighting or how powerful love is. Um, uh, this might Please, sound uh, cheesy. Um, I'm a huge fan of the of the Rocky fight fighting series. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm sure you might have thought this may have come up, but there's one particular. I've, I've watched all of them, but there's one particular um, uh, line actually um, that Sylvester Stallone says in Rocky Balboa. I think he says is it's not how many um, times you get hit, it's how many times you can get up after taking hits, right? And I think it's just, oh my God. it just kind of sums all that up, right? Yeah. <laughs> let me say, let me answer that. Let me address that. Let me address that. Well, the Buddha, the yeah. Buddhists, Go on. okay? The Buddhists say, mm -hmm. never give up. That's their motto. If you're a Buddhist, then we all have the Buddhist, we all have the Buddha uh, spirit within us, is never mm. give up. And in the Japanese have a saying, which is nanakorobia oki, which means you go down, <laughs> you go down eight times, you get up nine, nine times. I might be wrong on the numbers. It might be 10 yeah. times, you get up 11 times. But the bottom line is, you go down, you get up. 
because that's the spirit. Mm. That's that's the spirit of humanity, really, because we are we are here. And look at look at humanity. Look how far, how many through the centuries, what we've gone through, how many wars, how it's many remarkable, isn't it? How many you know? Just look at it. And then how we've we've managed Certainly to has. live. Life has to go Certainly. on. Life has to go on. <laughs> Certainly has. You know? So this is, yeah. So I I I look at it as you know it's a huge. Like, it's a trauma that we're responding against sometimes in this life because it's passed on through our generations. I mean, we talk about my yeah. grandfather, who was traumatized from World War Two and probably traumatized from things before that as a childhood. Mm -hmm. And then you go on, er, further back into the medieval days where people were slaying each other on the battlefield with, with uh, the, the fighting for uh, Christianity uh, against the Muslim world and all these things. We go back through history and just how those have been carried on through life. And it's we are at the forefront of humanity now, and we're carrying all that history behind us is within us right now because we are it's all part of it the same thing we are part of the same thing so more. we're at the forefront and um we are yeah so we are going into if mm. we are if we can have this type of conversation then we can help to heal ourselves now I'm going off on a bigger, bigger conversation <laughs> here. It's much bigger than the book. It is connected but, um, because we're fighting for everything at the end of the day, right? Somehow. Whether it's for climate it's change, whether connected. it's for our rights, for freedom, um, so many different things, yeah. you know. And I think we've yeah. definitely seen that, you know, since 2020. Um, yeah. I've seen a number of messages come in the, the YouTube chat. I'm just, just going to read yeah. them. Um, unfortunately, I can't put them on the screen, but when we have call-ins soon, you should be able to see some live interaction with other guests. Um, so we have a message yeah. from Christian Leon. I don't know if you know him. He's saying, my brother, that's a loaded question. Ha. Um, we also have Tony Charles. He says, hey, Kev, way to go from Graham and Tony. Uh, we also have Keith Newman. <laughs> Did you want to say something? That's a yeah. That's a yeah. Those of you who have tuned oh, in from America, I've seen a lot thank of people who signed you. up thank for this uh, event are from America. Um, a lot of you, thank you so much for joining us. We've seen we got people all over the world. We got people from Ghana, from England, from the UK. Um, so many of you from all over the world. Just thank you so much for tuning in. Um, you'll, yeah. So Keith Newman says, "Well said about being brought up on love and color didn't come into the equation." That's very, very true. And uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And that's, let me just address that. Thank you, Keith. Okay. Because you, let me tell you about Newcastle. <laughs> they got soul, baby. Newcastle has soul, okay? Yeah. They've got a real soul. Every city, every place has its own soul, right? Newcastle has a soul. Do you know that um, really? Muhammad Ali got you married in, 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 in Newcastle? Okay. Um, just up at, I think, Southfield. Yeah, he went to Newcastle. He went to Newcastle. Oof. He says he'd never received That's more love in his life than anywhere. That is a statement. <laughs> from, from the people of Newcastle. Yeah, Ali said that. Um, and Douglas, um, there was a, there's a, there's, um, I'm blanking right now, but Douglas, the 
forgotten his name. Um, Roderick Douglas. Oh, no, I'm wrong on the name, but we have in Newcastle. Disappeared. All right, guys. Thank you for your patience. We have Kevin Hi. back in the show. Um, yeah, um, I can see uh, in the YouTube channel as well. We've got um. So yeah, uh, we've got. By the way, just before we continue, Kevin, uh, we have um, Chris mm-hmm. Berkey. Does that name ring a bell to you, Chris Berkey? Yes, Chris. Hi, yeah. Chris. So Chris Berkey says hi. Um, we have Allenson's photography from Newcastle. She says, "Good to hear you, Bree from Bruce." <laughs> and then thank uh, you Keith Newman says hi uh, Ruth McLeod says I think the historical person Kevin was talking about was Frederick Douglass I don't know if that's uh, yeah. thank you thank you very much thank, thank you, you. Yes. thank you very much for that thank you Ruth uh, Tony Charles <laughs> okay yeah so it's just people just making comments regarding you coming you leaving the show but you're back so that's okay. what matters and now our, our viewers have just skyrocketed since you came back um imagine that okay um yeah so let us know wait where you're listening from a few people are saying where they're listening from so you've got people so so i can see los angeles i can see london i can see newcastle england drop drop a message in the chat if you want to let us know where you're listening from um on the sound of crowd podcast and that will be very amazing on the youtube channel or whatever so right, let's let's get straight back. Yeah, the champ is back. <laughs> the champ is back. Yeah, the champ is back. Yeah, uh, you should be able to see all of these messages on YouTube after the show, Kevin. So don't worry, you're not missing out. All right. Okay. Yeah. So let's. Yeah, <laughs> the champ is back. That's correct. That's correct. So let's 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 continue the show. Um. So where were we? So we were talking about fighting, right? You were talking about um how through the history of time, how people having that fighting spirit has um. It's just something that's passed through time. Yeah. Yeah, it's passed through time. Yeah. I mean, we're humans as well. We have to struggle to some degree because that's how we learn. I mean, that's how we... <laughs> it's such a sad situation, isn't it? That we have to go through all this stuff to learn things. But we do. I mean, look, life is School hard knocks. Even look. The hard way the or the easy way? Knocks, you know? Not really an easy way. The hard way or the easy way. <laughs> uh, Nadine says, hi, Kevin, listening from right downstairs. <laughs> uh-huh. That's my neighbor, Nadine. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm blown. I, I got to thank yeah. all of my uh, We have Richard, <laughs> Richard the Devon. All of Richard the support that I have. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Uh, everyone is truck. tuned in we to support Kevin. Truck. Yeah. 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 Richard. Yeah. Richard Devaney says, hi, Kevin. It's Thanks, the truck. Guys. Can't wait for the book. And what a massive influence and light you've been for many people for, from Devon. Excellent. Excellent. So, yeah, um, let's, let's continue on. So, yeah, that fighting spirit that passed through time, that power of love that passed through time is definitely yeah. something that's been translucent that's been you know existed across you know time time in itself and um going back to i want to just take it back to like your father and then um losing your grandmother so you're talking about how i I believe it was your your grand your grandmother right that was getting that was getting um beat up right yeah. Y- yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's right. So I, I was. I'm sorry to hear. You know about that. She had to go through that, and then eventually, um, y- you lost her. Um, what, what, what stage at your life were you 
and and how how much did it impact you to to the to the extent of where you are today well it was an interesting time because i had just returned from ghana you know just picture this young kid 12 13 14 15 16 looking for his father 17 18 all these years becoming a fighter and um i eventually got to go to ghana when I moved to Los Angeles and I went to Africa looking for my father, thinking I had found him, but I had, yeah. it wasn't him when I got, when I got there. Wow. And it was quite devastating for me because I, you know, if you think about the thing that you, it's like looking for the Holy <laughs> yeah. Grail and you know, you can, and you get there and it's not there. It's like, what? It's a false. So I came back to London and when I got back to England, uh, my, grandma died and uh you know she it was the impact of those two things that really kind of hit me hard and i felt like i needed to do something and at the time i was um seeing a lot of uh laurie david who is larry david's uh wife Mm. at the time and she was such a inspiration in terms of she really champions champions and she champions the planet. She champions, she's a champion here for this earth. And she said, you didn't find your father. Oh my God, you got to write a book. <laughs> if there's, if there's be a book, it's gotta be a book. Okay. So I said, yeah, that's a good idea because I'd always had the sense that I would write another book. Yeah. And, um, so that was how the book was birthed and I started to write. It took me years. I started 22 years ago writing the book. Wow, 22 years ago. And I didn't know how to write at the time. In the making. 22 years. Uh, <laughs> That's somebody's age. Yeah, I started writing just, just journaling. Yeah. Just journaling, just journaling, Powerful. journaling, 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 journaling. And, um, and then I start trying to put it into mm-hmm. structure. Took several years to do that, and then I realized that I don't know how to write. <laughs> it's like some people. But I mean, I can write, but like writing, structuring, and learning writing is it's an a art. Ah, oh, right. Right. This like, is a common theme of today, right? It's an art. It's another art form. Yeah. <laughs> it's an art form. So I had to learn how to write, and I had to learn. I joined an amazing mm. writing group with uh, Lisa okay. Doctor, and we met every week for several years and we'd read pages of our there were other memoirists and other writers and we'd read pages from our 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 books respective books Mm -hmm. that we're reading uh writing and you know it really i learned really there how to translate the 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 voice of the heart onto Mm. the page and because i'm an actor and at the same time i was studying acting i was with uh the beverly hills playhouse which i'm okay. still with um and um milton katsalas yeah. played a big influence on me at the time that i uh i found out that's when i really learned while i was doing these things when i was writing and i was acting and i was paint i started to paint i realized how all of the art forms come together to support the other one. Each one informs the other. 
So I know by being a better painter makes me a better writer and make me a better writer makes me a better actor and makes me a better actor makes me a better <laughs> they all kind of work for each other and they're all kind of expressions of yeah. myself i need to express myself in these ways I, can't, I don't know how to do one thing even when i was doing martial arts i was boxing and i was doing kung fu at the same Ooh. time it was it was horrible because i was there was no time but pain and punishment and being disciplined and getting up in the morning and running and going to the gym and training and it was a tough life but i didn't know how to separate them i needed them both to complete me and also it pays off later it really does pay off because it made me in my sport in terms of that aspect of of combining different aspects of um of of art forms um it helped to make me a, um, I say this with <laughs> modesty, a, a legend in my sport. <laughs> I'm very modest now, but um, you know, just uh, to be to be able to climb to the heights and to be a great fighter, and that was my my dream. And talking about the book, that was also part of what I was. Part of me was hiding mm. as well. I mean. I was running away from Newcastle. I was trying to find myself and I was hiding in the, in this world champion that I created <laughs> and all the things that I hated about my life and the things that I did, I wasn't happy about and the things I was fighting with yeah. all those years. And there was shame. I had shame and I had, I had, um, anger at not being able to find yeah. my father. And part of being a champion was also yeah. F you. I don't need you. I don't need you yeah. to be my father. I'm going to be the mm. world champion. I'm going to mm. show you who I am. The, the resentments. So that was that feeling of resentments. I can relate yeah. to you. I went from some, I went through, you know, similar emotions when I, when I found out who my real father was, even though I don't really have much relationship with him yeah. and had the same emotions, yeah. you know, you know, where were you when X, Y, Z happened, you know, and I kind of, mm-hmm. I responded yeah. in different ways, you know, different ways to, you know, very yeah. bad ways that, um, you know, I, I, I'm not proud of, but, you know, we've now kind of re- repaired a relationship to an extent, but yeah, um, Kevin, I can't agree with you more. Um, you yeah. know, these things can, can, can be used to, for good, you know, and, you know, it, it, it turned you into a world champion, you know, Look, look, look at that song. Yeah. Let me ask you something, Kevin. Well, yeah. A lot of people say it's lonely at the top. Okay. So obviously, you know, you, you, you kept winning the world champion, you know, you kept winning the world championship, all of this euphoria. How did it feel? Like once you won it and then you won it again, it, it, was it, was it just the, was it the, the, that feel good drive that just kept you going or was it just, you just wanted more? Like, oh my God. <laughs> Let me tell you, the first world championship is the the hardest one. <laughs> That's what you all say. <laughs> actually, actually, no. It, it's actually hard, but it's easy at the same time because you don't have any expectation. You're not a world champion yet, so you've got nothing to lose. And that's a mm. great freedom. And um, I try to take that through in my life on a day-to-day basis, having nothing yeah. to lose. So when you're being too careful about losing things you miss out on what you can opportunities that you can gain because <laughs> you're holding back 
But winning the world championship was a an amazing moment. I was I was in Budapest, twenty thousand spectators. Twenty thousand, wow. and it was yeah, twenty thousand <laughs> spectators, and it was like it was like I felt like the world was waiting for me to come to this point. I was this is in mm. my destiny, and. Uh, I was just going into the last round of the fight. And every time I hit the guy, I would shout, thank you. Because it was what I used to say to motivate myself. I'd hit him and I'd go, thank you. <laughs> and somehow the audience heard. So every time I hit him, I, they would shout, thank you. <laughs> so I was in the center of the world right there. The world was revolving around me. And I... I I felt like I was slowing time down, like time was slowing down and I didn't mm. want it to end. I wanted to be, I was controlling the fight in every way and I didn't, I was slowing it down. I was enjoying, you know, like you're just enjoying a, 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 a cup of ice cream, you're enjoying an ice cream and you're slowly yeah. eating it and you're sleep, yeah. savoring it. It was like just it trying was to like make that. it last as long as possible. And, yeah, that moment, every moment. Yeah, and at the same time, I wanted to win <laughs> because I wanted to get there. At the same time, it was just like du duplicity happening. And um, I used I to win the world championship for me was to win. It's like to everything you've wanted in your life. It's more than the world championship, you know. And it's about cultivating yourself what's in yourself i mean the buddhists would say your buddhahood right because it's alchemy we get gold medals not because they're gold because we have gold within ourselves and the gold represents mm. who we are whether it's a golden crown golden crown or whether it's mm -hmm. a golden medal or whether it's a gold belt you put around your waist the gold represents the gold that is within us so you never you never stop being a champion because it's it's always with you, mm. you know? It's all the things that you did to get there that made you yeah. who you are. <laughs> Oof, breathtaking, breathtaking, breathtaking. <laughs> wow, what a story, what a story, what a story, what a story. Um, uh, so anyway, the, um, the world championship, what was life like after that? Uh, I was like being a rock star, you know, you just go places and win fights yeah. all the time. It's like you have that, the power of the gods are, are rolling yeah. through you. It's like, literally you have the power <laughs> of the gods because you're, you're fighting and you're like, no Not one can you. touch you. You're on your game. You're, you're going from state town to town city to city parts of the world fighting touring <laughs> teaching fighting touring teaching, yeah. fighting touring teaching rockstar <laughs> rockstar rockstar wow wow <laughs> i can imagine and then and then you know it's a wonderful thing so and then teaching and then inspiring many people i see now how i've been able to inspire so mm -hmm. many people in my teaching or just just as a fighter people not knowing me sometimes just watching me fight or seeing me talk sometimes and then being able to inspire people without having to be directly in, in front of them, you know, is a gift. And I'm grateful powerful. for that. It's a powerful story, powerful imagery you've, you've shared, Kevin. Yeah. 
you know, just those statements of gold, um, what it took for you to, you know, to, to get, to become world champion and also the feeling and, uh, the, and the fruits of being a world champion, you know, like you're invincible nothing can stop you. And that God feet, that God kind of power behind you, your, you know, just that invincible feeling is obviously that's what can and kept you going to the, you know, to win the, you know, the consecutive titles congratulations yeah and the 20,000 people well mm. let me tell you yeah 20,000 um, let me tell the uh, the other yeah. side of that okay which is when I went to Los yeah. Angeles the city of angels <laughs> and uh, I I went to um, studying under Milton Casellas Beverly Hills Playhouse yeah. right the yeah. after school and I learned, he taught the language of the fighter, of the coaches that I taught. I mean, I thought I was going to acting class. I was thinking that it was going to be, I didn't know what I was thinking, but I didn't expect this guy to be talking like the fighting coaches that I've had. <laughs> Did acting come life. just after you won all the championships? Okay. So this is after. Yeah. So your acting career and, uh, started afterwards. I was transitioning. Yeah. I was transitioning. I told myself after my last fight, I told myself, I'm going to take all the energy that I have as a fighter and I'm never going to stop fighting. I'm just going to put it into the, into the new, mm. new path of art, okay. of acting, of doing these things, of expressing yeah. myself in those things. So I never stopped fighting. I'm never, I'm, I'm always in the state, but I'm in mm. a different form. That's how my, I think yeah. about it that way. So this guy's talking about being vulner vulnerable because you've got to be vulnerable if you're going to be an actor. And he starts telling people, I'm hearing him critique people and being vulnerable, being vulnerable. And I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? Who wants, be, who wants to be vulnerable? I'm a fighter. We're talking about yeah. this. You don't show yourself. You don't show yourself. It's all about putting armor around mm -hmm. yourself. And then by learning and teaching and learn how, to, what, how art works. Art is all about being vulnerable and exposing yourself and taking away all the armor. So as an artist, I was able to start taking all the armor off that I put on over the years that was not mm. serving me. <laughs> Took it all off. Open that heart. <laughs> because when you've got yeah. all the armor on, you do it so you protect yourself from stuff coming yeah. in. But it stops you from receiving love. Mm. That is powerful. That's true. It's it's like a barrier, is right. It's like a barrier. Yeah, that's why you have to take it off. It's a barrier, and that's what acting yeah. taught me to look for vulnerability, <laughs> <laughs> which is totally the opposite. It's like crazy. I know, right? I'm a fighter, and I'm looking for. I'm I'm trying to get more vulnerable <laughs> <laughs> as as an artist, as an actor. But that's where the that's where the power of art is, and that's where mm. we connect. Because we're all flawed. Mm. Every single true. one of very us. True. Very, very true. I'm emotional because it just I just am right now. But we are flawed, you know, we are flawed. And and when you share your story and we share where we are, it makes it okay. It makes it okay to see yourself and to see other people and just to share your stories and we share these things. And that's what I hope my book will do 
which is for people to see themselves. It truly is the story of Odysseus, if you know the Odyssey, is the hero's mm. journey. And I feel like we've gone full circle <laughs> right now. And now I'm placing the book down <laughs> with, with, with what I've learned from my journey. And the truth is, we're all heroes on our, all, on our own journey. Definitely. All of us. Each and every one of us is, we're, we're the hero. And we mm. are journeying on that on that path and we got to slay the dragon. We got to, we got to hit Medusa. We got to get through the, uh, the ocean. That's going to try to swallow us. We got to get through all mm. these tests and then bring our stories back. And that's how humanity keeps growing and gaining and getting further up to different levels. That's it. It's like playing, yeah. a, playing, you know, playing a classic video game, you know, you, you know, yeah. <laughs> more, more levels, more devils, <laughs> something like something along, along the lines of that, right? Yeah, yeah, the harder totally. the level you get, the harder the boss gets, you know, and, you know, you, and you just have to go through oh. those obstacles. And then eventually once you get through that, you know, there's a treasure at the end, right? Or there's a reward at the end, you know, and I think that reflects yes, the yes. journey that well, you've sure, taken, sure. you know, that tough journey that brings rewards you know and i think for you is is a lot of um delayed gratification because it's a lot of patience to be able to you know participate in you know f sports that you've participated yeah. in and other art forms as well you know writing the book for 22 years yeah yeah the I mean, discipline to train yeah a lot of that, and you might ask yourself, why did he take 22 years to write a book? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's basically, you know, there, there, were, there were times when I had to put it down and I had to live more life to mm. understand, mm. to understand what I was writing. I thought I was writing about trying to find my father. <laughs> but after several years, I learned out that's not what I'm writing. I'm writing about how to love yourself how to find yourself and love yourself and just be, you know, that's what the book was about. But it took me several years to figure that out. And then once I figured out what I'm writing about, then it just takes a whole new direction. And it takes time to, this is why we have to live life. So we have to learn, you know, comes with experience. I'm not saying I know everything yet. Mm. I'm still learning, but mm. I know more. I, I know enough to get this version of the book out. <laughs> and this version of the book that I've read so far, as I, as I mentioned to you, I've only read round one. I can't wait to read the rest of it, honestly. I honestly can't wait. And I think you've just... Thank you. Thank you. Ended, you know, I think you've just, you know... Ended, um, I think you've just ended this segment of, of the show in a really nice way. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's great. It's great to be on here. Um, it's a total blessing. Um, I know that my African ancestors, <laughs> and not just my African ancestors, but all of my ancestors of, of, uh, are here supporting us here. Because when I was 15 and 16 searching for my father and lost, I was lost. Uh, and Africa seemed so far away that here I am now in 2021. <laughs> And we're, 
on a podcast know, right? to Africa and That's London it. and America. And I'm sharing the story and I'm right. I'm talking to you. You've got the whole world listening right Ghana. now, man. You've got Ghana listening. You've got UK listening. You've got US listening and probably some other countries listening as well. This is, yeah. this is what it's all about. As yeah. I told you, this is what the show is so, all about. Yeah, it's a blessing. So I, I, I thank you. And I thank all of my, giving a shout out to KB Martial Arts. <laughs> KB Martial Arts. Uh, in London. I'm giving What's a up? shout out to my tribe here in, in Los <laughs> Angeles. My art tribe, my spiritual tribe, you know who you are. Yeah. Papillon, Brett, all the family. Um, I give a shout out to all you guys. <laughs> my kids as well. And I also want to say thank you to um, everybody. Because you know they say it takes a village, right? It it's true. Village. It takes a village. It takes a village. And uh, to get me there. They helped to get me there. My neighbors, <laughs> everyone. You know who you are. <laughs> I think a few, I think a few of them are in the chat, and um, okay, that's that's the section we're going to get to now. Um, Kevin, I mean, this has been okay. great. This has been an awesome conversation. Um, I've got so many more questions to ask you. I do feel like a lot of them will be answered in the book. Obviously, I've now got your number. I've got your email address. I've got your book. Um, but yeah, um, we do have a number of messages <laughs> and questions in the chat. So I think we're going to use this opportunity now to open up the Q&A. If we don't have a lot of um, questions, then may, I may ask you one or two more questions before we wrap up the show, if that's okay with you. Sure, awesome. Sure. And yeah, I know we did lose sure. some time because of your, um, because of connection issues. So um, we're going to, you know, pl replace that time. Um, so yeah, if you look at the chat right now, yeah. we had some messages um, from Allenson's photography. She says, I know Paul, I've not seen him since we were 16 years old and he looks the same. <laughs> uh, we have Tony, Tony Charles says, hey, there's Vader, the, the cat. <laughs> Vader's right there, yeah. Yeah, because you have the cat walking past you. Um, Alan yeah. Lauren says, Buddhism Vader. says that we are perfect as we are, but we can improve. Interesting. Interesting. Interesting remarks. Uh, feel free to get your questions, your comments in the live chat on YouTube or in the podcast session if you have the link. Um, we are now going to open up the, the Q&A. I have seen a couple of questions in the YouTube chat. We're going to answer those first. Um, if you do want to, you know, call in live, um, visit thesoundofacrowd.com forward slash live and that link will bring you straight to call in live or the link is in the youtube chat description on the live chat i, I pinned the the link on the youtube live chat if you do want to call in and ask kevin a question live on the show do not be shy all right um so let's let's get straight to it kevin so um i don't know if you know paul stewart i don't know if you know who who this is but maybe you do know him um yes of course so he do. was saying do you ever get older what is your secret champ um i don't know how to answer <laughs> all right i don't know how to answer that i just keep doing I'll just keep doing my just thing just keep doing just your keep thing doing okay all right and you got and we, we had some great paul. times paul, paul and i went to uh Paul and I went down to uh, part of uh, in the book. We go through um, my inspiration of Muhammad Ali mm. and how I was throughout my life, you know, inspired by him, and how I was sad when I met, you know, 
devastated at certain points when uh, I got the, I lost the opportunity to see him when I was a teenager. But then Paul and I, Paul, <laughs> he was uh, with me when we finally did go and and spend some time with Ali yeah. in London. Okay. And it was a monumental moment. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So we have Kelly Bunyan calling yeah. in. Um, we will answer any more questions in the YouTube yeah. in the YouTube chat shortly. Let's let Kelly in. Okay, Kelly. Um, so I believe you need to be on a Google Chrome. Hey, Kelly. Um, can you hear us? Hey. I think she's muted. Hold on. How do I unmute her? You're muted. Yeah. Okay, Kelly. Could you? Ah, oh, she's gone. Where's she gone? Um, she just disappeared. She gonna come back? Uh, Kelly, um, do do call, call back in when you do get a moment. For those of you that want to call in, make sure you're using Google, a Google Chrome browser. Um, for whatever reason, it only works in the Google Chrome browser. Don't ask me why. All right. Um, until we see another call from Kelly, um, we're gonna um go to the other question. So Paul Stewart says, has your success as a martial artist inspired you to realize that you can take that knowledge into any walk of life on how to be a success? Oh, yes, that's a great question. And it's yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything I do has martial arts in it. When I'm acting, I'm a martial artist. When I'm painting, I'm a martial artist. When I'm writing, I'm a martial artist. When I'm whatever I'm doing, it has martial arts in it. Mm. That was Powerful. my um, that was my base of understanding and um, of of discovery and and learning learning how to you know when you master something, mm -hmm. you know those same tools are used to master anything else. It's all the same but just in different art forms. True. Whether, whether you're, um, Ali, Muhammad Ali used to say, I would be the greatest, <laughs> even if I was just loading up the trash, or I was a road sweeper, I'd just still be the greatest, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. It's the person, not totally. the thing, not the vessel. It's not the vessel, because we're the water. As Bruce Lee would say, be like water. So we're like water, right? You pour it in a cup, it becomes a cup. You pour it in a glass, it's a glass. You pour it in a bathtub, it's a bathtub. But mm. the water is the same. But the vessel changes. Yeah. Mm. It's the same. It's the same substance, but in different forms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Powerful. And a big shout out. I want to say I don't know if my friend Alan Barton is here on on or not, but I want to share this. Thank you, Alan, because Alan, um, I've had, and Carol Mangione, if she's, if she's listening right now, and other people who have been looking at my book over the years. Yeah. Um, but I, Alan gave me a great note in terms of um, editing my book at some point uh, a few years ago, a couple of years now. And it truly... Uh, help to elevate elevate the book to another level i thank him for that and also thank my uh my editor and co-publisher uh andrea who has been incredible in helping me get this book to um publish the point of publication mm -hmm. and helping 
you know, polishing it up and editing this book in a uh, awesome way. Mm. So I give uh, recognize her for that. I think some of them are watching. I've, I have I, I can see uh, Alan and Alan in the chat and Carol. Did you say yeah. Carol? Was Carol the other name? Carol. Carol. Carol's yeah. Carol, listening. Yeah. She just put a message in the chat saying, Ka- "Carol Mang Mangione." I can't pronounce the name properly. Mangione. Yeah. She just put a message Mangione. in the YouTube chat saying she's listening. So there you have it. You know, big big well done to okay, great. big well done to everyone that's made this book um, happen. Um, as I said before, I've I've read round one and I'm really enjoying it. Okay, so if if anyone wants to call in live, um, please do so. You know, you can you can do that. The the link is in the description box. If you're watching on YouTube, um, it's also pinned on the live chat. Or visit thesoundofacrowd.com forward slash live, and you can either send us a message or you can call in live. And just make sure you're using the Google Chrome browser, otherwise it may not work properly. Um, until then, I'm gonna go through some other questions that we have. So we've answered the questions from Paul. Um, there's a few other comments. Um, Keith Newman says, if there's one thing in your life that you can illustrate to help inspire young people today, what would it be? That's oh, a good, good one. one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Follow you got to follow your heart. It's, you know, people say it all the time, but you've got to follow what, what you feel in your heart, what's inspiring you. You know, if you're inspired by playing football or whatever that might be, whatever's, whatever's makes you want to get up out of yeah. bed in the morning and just spend most of your mm-hmm. time to do that's, that's magic. So powerful. Go with that. Powerful. I think Kelly's trying to, Kelly's just called back in again. Hopefully we can hear Kelly this time. It's Kelly. Uh, Kelly, let me unmute uh, her. No, Kelly, she's still we can, I can hear you now, Kelly. Thank you for, for joining us. You're in there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank nice you. to meet you, Kelly. Thank, Thank you. you for calling in. Thank you. Wow, Kevin, how do you feel? <laughs> great. Yeah, great. You know, uh, this is why I wrote the book, so we could have conversations like this. And... Um, you know, I heard a quote, um, the Sufis, the Sufis are really smart guys. And they say, there's this quote that says, uh, yesterday I was clever and I wanted to change the world, but today I'm wise and I want to change myself. So I think, uh, by working, doing the work, writing this book, which is all self-directed, uh if anyone can look read it and benefit from it then i'm grateful it certainly is a moving book at least from the introduction i've had um once again guys we do have the link for the book on the youtube chat Uh, we'll also have it in the show notes on the soundofcrowd.com once we do publish this this uh episode as an actual podcast we'll have the show notes and everything on the soundofcrowd.com so feel free to head over there next week um, and we do have the, the the book link on the YouTube. Head over to theseareafricanhands.com to purchase or to pre-order the book. Um, powerful, powerful words from Kelly who called in earlier on. And you've, you've, you've got to get that book. Such a moving, moving book. You know, this is 22 years in the making. <laughs> 22 years in the making. All right, let's... Yeah. 
They built the pyramids in shorter time, didn't they? Yeah, pyramids weren't built in a short amount of time, were they? Rome wasn't built in a day, isn't it? And so was what was Kevin wasn't built in one day, was he? Uh, this is years and years in the making. This is years and years in the making. And um, let me see who else have put some questions in the chat. Uh, we do have um, another question. Oh, Alan's asked a lot of questions, but I feel like we don't have enough time. Um, we're going to go through a couple more questions. Um, Serubit says, do you miss fighting days? And if so, how do you reconcile? Uh, could you say that again, please? Yeah, sure. Um, so we have a message from Serubit. If I pronounce the name incorrectly, I do apologize. Serubit says, do you miss fighting your fighting days? And if so, how do you reconcile? Uh, I don't feel like I miss them uh, because I feel like I'm putting it into my everyday practice as an artist and, you know, fighting an art. I mean, they're both arts, but it's, the, it's a very much the same. I mean, I train and I do all the training. I'm not just not competing. Um, but um, the expression is just the same. And, and the mind of a fighter and an artist, there, there's a lot of similarities. So I just feel like I'm always in that space. I don't feel like I'm, I'm missing out on anything. You know, I, I looked at when I was retiring, when I decided, when I was doing my last fight, I just had a, a whisper come in my ear and it said, make this your last fight. And I knew it would be the last fight then. I heard <laughs> it in my whisper. I heard it. I heard it. I get these whispers <laughs> throughout my life all the time. And then... So I went out there and I put my, my heart on the, yeah. mat, on the mat, in the ring. I left it there. And, um, and then I was able to move forward into all these other things mm. that I do without any feeling of loss, just of abundance, of abundance. Powerful, really. powerful stuff right there. Yeah. Honestly, that is incredible. Um, and you never had any temptations to come out of retirement, did you? <laughs> well, a couple times, Rocky, you know, <laughs> I think every I think every fighter does. I might even call you up next week to announce a, a, re a comeback. I mean, yeah, sometimes we think like that, man. Yeah, it never stops. <laughs> but trust me, there's a, there's a lot to handle. Uh, to you know, um, yeah. I just I feel like I'm operating on the same level in in what I'm doing. So. Yeah, I don't feel like I need to come and prove anything. I think if I was to fight again, it would it would be it might be fun. You never know. I, I never say let's never say never because if I say never, I probably want to do it next in a month or two. <laughs> For real? You know? Are you kidding? <laughs> no, Who know? I don't know. I mean, I, I like to keep myself open, all the doors open because you never know. When I look at my life, I, there are things that I've accomplished or done that I just wouldn't have thought at the time uh, wasn't on my mind. So you just never, you never really always know for sure. Okay. 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 We got another question. You have another question from Sent Sentient Life. I don't know if that name means anything to you. Um, right now, what's the greater passion for you? Writing, creating your amazing art or something else? Loving the session brother from Craig. 
I don't know, maybe you know that person. You know, Craig. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, um, you know, that's a great question. And it goes back to, I feel like I need to be doing all of them to like be fulfilling my, who, I, who I am, who I am. I like to, I feel like I can't do one without the other. And they're all, each one feeds the other one. And it's an expression of my soul, which is like, has a lot of ways to express itself. So I, I like to keep all of them open and all of them relevant. And maybe sometimes I slow down on one and I'm feeding the other ones more, but the ones I've slowed down on is still there. It's just still in the back. And then it kind of, I bring them back. So I kind of like move them around and bring them together. And I feel good. I feel, you know, I feel it's like it's like speaking a different language. It's like speaking Italian, French, Japanese, Hungarian, <laughs> whatever. It's like one language. Yeah, it's like a language. They're languages that I can speak and and communicate with. Art is about yeah. communication. Art is about communicating with the world and with yourself. So it, it is a language. So these are my forms of language, and um. um I wanted to say something to support that. I just I had it and it's okay. gone now. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a, art is a form of la language. So there are just different ways. Um, art to pe different people, it's so personal as well. You know, when people look look, if you look at an abstract painting, it will mean something totally different to someone as it might do to someone mm -hmm. else, and that is. You know, if you if you look at art, you will see yourself in it, and that is the the great heal, healing aspect of art, because when you see yourself in it, you it is a mirror to see yourself and to heal yourself, and we all need healing. Mm. We all need it, and um, whether we're conscious of that or not. And even by awakening your consciousness, you see, we're all sleeping. Mm -hmm. Milton Katsalas used to always say, wake <laughs> up, wake up, wake up, because we're all sleeping. And he was speaking on a spiritual level, but we didn't, I didn't realize that at the time. I kind of did, but I didn't. But, it, but he's referring to everyone waking, having to wake up. If you are trying to humanity is trying to come out of the of, of the of our darkness what we don't know and and that's what enlightenment is is awakening is waking up from yeah. not being conscious so whether it's in a song that you hear whether it's in a piece of art whether it's in a dance performance whether it's in some news whether it's in a book you read Whatever, wherever you get the information that will just slight waken you up, all these small awakenings until your consciousness has grown mm. and grown and grown and grown and grown. That's why Gandhi says, live as if you're going to die tomorrow. Learn as if you're going to live Powerful. forever. Wait a minute. Is that the right way around? <laughs> Can you research live afterwards? <laughs> live, learn as if you're going to live forever. Live as if you're gonna die tomorrow. Yeah, That's I think that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> so, 
always getting the information, always, always yeah. getting the information and filling yourself, becoming rich. These are, you know, treasures, treasures, mm. treasures. I can see that in your life, how obviously your career has just changed into different, you know, areas. You know, now you're more into arts, you're more into f photography and things like that. You know, you're just keeping yourself going. Yeah. And, you know, the only difference is, is, is the context, right? The art, you know, the contextual, the context yeah, of the art. Sure. Yeah. So, but all of it, all of it is, you know, the context of the art, but all of it is a, a um, for all of us, whatever we're doing, whatever we switch and do and progress and evolve to do whatever job that is or whatever task or whatever art form or craft or yeah. whatever it is, it is a study. It's a study of ourselves. It's a study of ourselves. So we're always learning about ourselves, mm -hmm. really, as we go out Powerful. with doing these things with people. powerful stuff oh, okay well, so um i think we're gonna end it with uh the last question and comment alan sends photography again i mean if if that per if you know that person are there any photos in the book as much as i'm looking forward to reading about your life since we left school i like to see some photos of what you've done okay you know that person <laughs> are there yeah. any photos in the yeah. book kevin oh man uh, well, there. I hate to disappoint <laughs> you. There are no no photos. photos <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry. We're gonna have to Sorry. use your use imagination. <laughs> use your imagination. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to get you some photographs yeah. somehow. But uh, they won't be. They're not in the book. Um, unfortunately, maybe that's the next book. We'll do a photograph. That's maybe version, version two. You can have some photos in there. Because there are some, you know, books, you know, memoirs, you know, biographies, etc. that do have some photos in there, of course, as you would know. So be, I think it would, it would be great to have photos in, in your book, just just to know, just knowing that you've seen, you've, you've had such a, you know, decorative career, whether it's fighting, whether it's um, acting, etc., writing, art, it's very, very visual you know, moments that people would want to actually see. So I think it would make sense to have some pictures maybe in a second yeah. version. Uh, Alinson is, is, is responding with a laughing emoji there. <laughs> so so uh, he, or, he or she is, has definitely yeah. got the message. And um, I, I think I'm going to end with this last question. When you come back to Africa, when you come back to Ghana? <laughs> oh, that's a great Ghana, question. Man. This is okay. a, actually a shirt from uh, from Ghana. So there's a brand. Actually, I won't name the brand because they ain't sponsored me. Maybe in season three they can sponsor me, and I'll mention the brand. But yeah, this is a a Ghanaian yeah, shirt. Good call. Yeah, good call. Good call. <laughs> well, I was just asking. I was just telling, asking my friend Carol yesterday, who was mm -hmm. on the call, the same thing. So now it's being returned back to me. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Alison is a he. Right. Sorry, Alison. Alison is a he. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Let's not don't mess, mess that up. up. Don't mess up my friends. I don't want it. I don't want an army coming to fight me over here. So yeah, we want peace. No, not war. <laughs> not war. We yeah. want peace. Um, I think uh, I'm going to go to answer your question. Um, I think I will come to Ghana relatively soon, given that the world right of now course. is still in the uh, yeah. pandemic. But as soon as it's probably, I mean, maybe later this mm. year. 
But I'd like to do that because I think it will be a good way for me also as a reconciliation in terms of writing, having written, having written the Absolutely. book, which takes place so much metaphorically and uh, psychologically in yeah. Ghana that um, it it will be a good visit for me to have. And I hope I get Absolutely, to see you yeah. Just let me know and I'll make sure that, you know, we're there at the same time. And, you know, I even hope to you know, come over to the States sometime as well. I haven't been to the States for about 10 years now, obviously for various reasons. Um, one question I was going to ask you is, you know, when did he actually make that move to America um, from England? You know, was it, was it, the, was it the kickboxing that took you over to, to the States mainly? Yeah. When I was fighting, I was coming yeah. to America. <laughs> um, coming to America. I watched, I watched Coming it. to America Coming too. To America. Yeah, I watched it as well. Obviously, there's, there's lots of mixed reviews. You know, a lot of people are uh, not as happy with it, but I'm a big fan. So I was satisfied, you know, so can't yeah. can't complain. Yeah. I think it was just like, let's just, you know. Yeah, put it all on the table. That's it. Yeah, put it on the table. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Kevin. This is. Yeah, we've got to love it though. But. Uh... To answer, what was your, your question? Yeah, so the question was, was, you know, at what point, at what stage of your life did you actually make that move to America? Because, oh, of course, okay. obviously you were born and you, obviously you grew up in England initially. And then obviously yeah. now you're in America, you're living right. and you're obviously living yeah. in America now. So was it the kickboxing that mainly took you over to America? Well, it, it took me here, you know, I was coming to here compete, to yeah. compete in, throughout yeah. America. And I remember when I came to Los Angeles, California, I just, I felt the energy. I mean... The different parts of the world where I feel energy, and I know, uh, I don't know how many of you believe in past lives, but you know, you feel connected to certain places mm. when you go. So you may, it's very possible yeah. to have histories there. And in which case, I had that feeling when I came here. I wasn't conscious of past lives then, but I was thinking, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel connected. And when I think of my journey, I was destined to come here and destined to follow the path to where I yeah. am now. And um, I just like to be, I liked it here. It was an energy, it was the ocean, it was the mountains, it was yeah. the nature. There's nature in England yeah. as well. But it's just, different. Different, you know, it's just, yeah. everything's different. Yeah, America, I mean, there's no place like America, you know, it's just a land of opportunities, freedom. It just has so much to offer. It's like every state has its own thing going on. I've not been to Los Angeles, I've not been to California, yeah. I've been to Washington, I've been to New York, I've been to Virginia um maybe some other places new jersey but i've not been to california but i know every state has something else to offer and it's essentially you can you never need to necessarily leave america because it has it has it all you know the nature yeah america america is a great place it's a america is a very spiritual land and um because it was a la it's the land of native mm. america the natives and there's so much spirituality here and there's so much they talk about land of the freedom, uh, land of freedom. But at the same time, um, there are a lot of other things that impact it, as we probably know already, politically and in, in other ways. And historically, too, when we look at slavery and we look at that genocide of Native Americans. So there's a mixed number of things. And I think that's where America is, is, is uh, I think we're moving forward in a reorganization of a, or a reconciliation, I would say, in the future 
of those things on a spiritual level. And um, but to, to, to just answer your question, America is an amazing place. It really, it really is. is. Um, do you know a person called Ajare? Ajare, I don't know if that name rings a bell to you. Ajare, yeah. So says, "Ha ha ha." Oh, Ajare. All right. Ajare says in the um in the podcast session chat, "Ha ha ha." We just talked about coming to America. Glad y'all watched it. Well, actually, actually, let me tell you, I watched it last night because she said she was going to watch it. So I heard her say that. Okay, I want to watch Coming to America. Thank you, Asia. Thank you, Asia. I mean, apparently it's the number one film in Europe right now. So, you know, shout out to Eddie Murphy and, and the gang. Uh, we don't take too much. To, we don't talk about to coming to America too much. Or we might get sidetracked. Um, but yeah, I mean, there you have it, guys. Um, that is an evening with Kevin Brewerton, the amazing legend himself in the flesh. I just want to thank you for taking time out of your show, you know, even speaking to me in Zoom last week before we made this happen and, and even... Uh, you know, us getting together to make this happen. To you, the awesome listeners who are watching live or on, on YouTube or on Riverside in a podcast session, thank you for taking your time to tune in and to uh, contribute to the conversation. I'm just going to go through the last messages and comments and uh, I'll make the last kind of final call to actions and we'll wrap up this show. Um, Asia Ray says, love you. There you go. Uh, that's for you, Kevin. Uh, a lot of love from Allison's photography. It's Bruce Allenson. Okay. Nice to meet you, Bruce Allenson. Uh, Carol says that that trip to Africa will happen. Amen. In Jesus' name, that's going to happen. I want to see this man in the flesh. Uh, and then we have Sentient Life says, hey, Carol. Okay. Okay. I think they had, they're talking to each other. Richard says, Richard Devaney. Hey, Richard. What an amazing podcast. Thank you, Kevin and Adrian. Thank you, Richard, for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for an amazing podcast, guys. Okay, he just keeps saying it. Thank you. He said it like three times. And Alan Doran says, thank you for an engaging dialogue. Pleasures all mine, Alan. I'm glad that you've um, stuck around for this long as you've been live for just over an hour and a half. Um, yeah, once again, and Alan says, thank you, guys. Great podcast. Thank you. Thank you also. So yeah, there you have it, guys. Um, I'd just like to end the conversation with obviously the final call to actions. Once again, we have Kevin's book coming up. These are African hands. The journey of a champion coming out on March 28th, but you can order it now by heading to theseareafricanhands.com. Is that correct, Kevin? That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So this conversation is what you can expect in the book. If you don't have it already, make sure you go get that. Um, we're also going to do a book giveaway, actually. So for those of you who actually wants to get your hands on the book, um, I've just mentioned the name of the book. Just put it in the chat. The first person to put the name of the book in the chat will get a copy of the book. Um, we'll, we will work out. We will work something out with Kevin, whether that's the physical copy signed or digital copy sent yeah. to you. We will work something out with Kevin. Well, yeah. Kevin's going to sign a copy. How about that? So whoever puts in the, the chat, whether on YouTube or in uh, uh, the, the podcast session chat, um, the name of the book in the chat, the first person will get a, a copy of the book signed by Kevin himself. Um, oh, that was quick. Oh, whoa. Wow. Uh, we have KB. So, uh, well, okay. Rapid fire, rapid fire. Okay. YouTube exploding. And we've had, uh, 
Kelly, Kelly. Okay, Kelly, who called in everyone, just wrote in the name of the book. Um, these are African hands. Congratulations, Kelly. Uh, you have won the uh, signed copy <laughs> of the book by Kevin. So uh, me and Kevin are going to arrange that and make sure you get that book over to you. And uh, we've seen a lot of people, even we've had, we've got a Natalie's also put in the message, Natalie Mendoza also put the name of the book, but you're too slow, Natalie. I'm sorry. You're too slow. Uh, but I'm sure um, Kevin can arrange something. I got a copy. Kevin's got a copy for you, you know, so don't worry. Don't you worry. But yeah, once again, guys, thank you all for tuning in. I really do appreciate you listening in. If you haven't heard about the Sound of a Crowd podcast before, um, you can head over to thesoundofcrowd.com. You can listen to season one and season two and find out more about the show. We are also available on YouTube, uh, if you're watching right now, on the YouTube channel, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, and all of your favorite podcast platforms apart from SoundCloud. Um, any final thoughts, any final words that you want to share, Kevin? Uh, I'd just like to thank everyone for all of your support and love over the years and recently because it's made a big, a big uh, impact on me. And thank you. Well, thank yeah, um, and we have James Mercer. Um, he is the founder of Ghana Collective. He's also one of my partners. He says thanks, Kevin. So, uh, Kevin, you're very, you've been very well appreciated by this intimate audience. We've had a very good turnout. You know, um, better than I expected, and. Um, the podcast will be out next week, guys, and you should be able to watch the replay instantly on YouTube as soon as this ends. And thank you all for coming. So there you have it, guys. A season two finale done and dusted. There goes another Sound of a Crowd podcast season. I just can't believe how quickly they come and they go. I'd like to thank you all for, uh, for listening in and for following the seasons if you have been. Um, we're not too sure when season three is going to be back, but um, hopefully later on this year, we're going to be back with another season. And you already know it's going to be bigger and better than the previous season. Um, yeah, make sure you head over to thesoundofacard.com to stay updated with the latest and greatest from the podcast platforms. And also um, be sure to follow us on socials, Instagram and on LinkedIn. We are available there. Make sure you subscribe and you check out the YouTube channel. Just search for The Sound of Accra and um, you should be able to see me, Adrian Daniels, my YouTube channel pop up. And that's where you'll be able to watch all of the episodes from season two on there. And uh, we look to upload some classics from season one in there. So be sure to look out for that. And um, yeah, if you're looking... If you're looking to become a guest on season three, if you have any ideas, if you have any thoughts you'd like to share with us, you know, just get in touch with us, you know, go to the website and contact us. Just hit the contact us button and get in touch, send us a message or contact us on social media. And if you know anyone that would be a good guest on the show, feel free to reach out to us and we'll be um, happy to make something happen as long as it fits in with what we're trying to do here. So once again, guys, I go by the name of Adrian Daniels and you've been listening to the Sound of a Crowd podcast. We hope to be back soon. Um, in the meantime, 
you may hear you may hear from us and we may do some spontaneous episodes here and there i may do some odd episodes around the african roundtable mini series that i started this season so just look up for that uh, once again thank you guys all for continuing continuing to listen to this podcast and um yeah we hope to be back soon take care god bless